Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports. The Bar, Harpon Sports Podcast, Audio Media, Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports on all of your platforms. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube. You know where to find me, HarponSports.com. And, dun, 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 anywhere else? No, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, along with Buzzsprout. Okay, what do we have in store for you today? A little Big 12 bitterness. As Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, just doesn't understand why Oklahoma and Texas left the conference. It doesn't make sense. It actually does, and we're going to lay that out. He's just feeding the bottom 10%. And Good God. It's just amazing up and down the board now how we pander and cater to the bottom 10%. The bottom 10%. Over and over and over again. Not me. I have too much respect for the people that consume this product, and I'm just bottom 10%. So we have that. Also, the Dolphins closing on a Deshaun Watson trade. What I what, what I think it's going to look like when it's all said and done. Is this a smart move for the Dolphins? Probably. Probably. The risk worth the reward. You bet it is. We're going to look at that as well. And also the NBA announcing their 75th anniversary team. I remember the 50th anniversary team. 25 years have passed since then. 20, think about the 25 best players in the last 25 years. You know who they are that weren't on the original list? There are some guys that their career is about in the middle that didn't make the top 50 first go-round. Examples like, well, think about it. Ready? Reggie Miller. Kobe wasn't around the first time. It's a great list when you think about it, when you look back and look at some of these guys that are on there. Kevin Garnett. So we're, we're going to look at all that. All right, start off first with the Big 12. Commissioner of the Big 12, Big 12 media days. He's upset. He's sad. Why is he upset and he's sad? Well, he doesn't understand why Oklahoma and Texas would leave. Why would Oklahoma and Texas leave? Why? Doesn't make sense. Not that much more money. Actually, it is. And then maybe the even the bigger punch in the gut, maybe even the bigger punch in the nads is this. He said they'd have a much easier time making the playoff in our conference. Attaway, baby. Aim low. Aim low. It reminds me of the scene from the second Brady Bunch movie. The movie? I know. How about this for a reference? Tim Matheson, Peter's complaining. And he's like, wait a second here. Who's this girl that you like? Or it was Greg, actually. Take that back. It was Greg that was complaining. And he talks about how he's basically insinuating he has a crush on Marsha. And he sits there. He says, Greg, you slow down. You want to go out with somebody more of your speed, like a librarian. It's what Bob Bowlesby's doing here. Well, Texas, Oklahoma, you have a much better chance over here. Look at all of our ugly ladies. You'd have a much better chance of getting one of their phone numbers, marrying one of them. Low-hanging fruit. Low. Go low. Go really low. Go as low as possible. (laughs) This is ridiculous. The commissioner of the Big 12 coming out. Texas and Oklahoma, you have a much better chance to score over here. Okay. But his logic is flawed. It is. His logic is flawed in the assessment that Texas and Oklahoma, they're not going to make that much more money in the SEC. Actually, they are. The new deal the SEC has, remember, the SEC afternoon game on CBS is going away. It's going to be part of an ESPN ABC package. And payouts are going to go from what? $50 million to $300 million. 
So the conference didn't make that much money. Well, it didn't make that much money. In the grand scheme of things, each member institution got a couple of million bucks a year for the CBS package. When that thing goes to $300 million, they're each going to get what? You do the math. What's 16 divided by or what's uh, 300 divided by 16? I mean, you're talking schools getting $17, $16, 17000000 million payouts per school now. So it's going to go from $2.5 million per school to $16 million per school. On average, Oklahoma, Texas is going to make between 8 and $10 million more per year by being in the SEC. That's just TV contracts alone. 8 to $10 million more. Plus, think about the games you're going to play. A little bit different when Texas is going to be hosting Arkansas. A little bit different. When, you know, I'm just giving you the Ole Miss coming to town, Arkansas coming down, even South Carolina coming to town as opposed to what, Kansas and Iowa State? Kansas State, here we go. Yeah, Texas when they play Vanderbilt. Yeah, Texas when they play... I, Missouri, I don't know if they're going to set the world on fire when it comes to those games. I get it, but at least there's some interest there. And more than likely, Nick Saban's not going to be around in five years, right? So in terms of, all you got to worry about Alabama, just for a couple more years, just for a couple more years, and just think if Oklahoma goes and Oklahoma State goes with them and Texas stays, then you had to make the move. You just had to make the move. So Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, saying he doesn't get why Texas and Oklahoma, why, why would you, it doesn't make sense. Well, if you factor in 8 to $10 million a year more by being in the SEC, over the course of a decade, that's $100 million. $100 million over the course of the decade. And it's funny because I once worked with a guy. I was talking about payouts and conference payouts and this much money here and this much money here. And, and it was when LeBron left to go to Miami. And the money he left on the table because Cleveland could pay him 30, 28 million a year. I think at the time, and he ended up taking 15 million a year with Miami. He's like, Oh, he can make that money back easy with endorsements and things of that nature. Well, he can make endorsements anyway. So that's $13 million a year. If he'd have stayed in Cleveland over the course of four years, that's $62 million. Yeah. He can make that back with endorsements, but he's got to work harder. He could play basketball and make 62 million. And then endorsements on top of that, the, Oh, well, those schools will just donate more money. It, it was the ACC thing. It's right. It's like the SEC compared to the ACC. Oh, they'll just go hit their boosters up for more money. Well, a booster may cut a check now and then for more money, but you can't replicate $10 million a year just by pushing a button. So when Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, says, I don't understand why Oklahoma and Texas would join the SEC, still complaining about it at Big 12 media days. Well, ATM, baby. Always the money. You thought it meant automated teller machine, didn't you? ATM, always the money. The reason Texas and Oklahoma left is for $100 million over the course of the next 10 years. Yeah, look, it makes sense. Think about, think, about, think about this. Just by joining the SEC, essentially, Texas will be able to pay completely and totally the buyout of Tom Herman. Think about this. I mentioned the television contracts a couple years ago. Each... A couple minutes ago, each SEC team, each SEC school is going to get about, when it's all said and done, about $14 million more a year here in a year with the new contract with ESPN. So think about this. In one year alone, LSU will be able to completely and totally pay off at Orgeron by doing nothing but existing. That's what Texas and Oklahoma want. They want some of that long-term money. It's smart. It's smart business. And again, my favorite thing of all this, not even the money aside, well, I'm not going to, the money's never aside, but the fact for the commissioner to come out, so they had a much better chance of making the playoff in our conference. <laughs> okay. 
Walter Frey, right? Walter Frey, yeah, he did one of my ugly daughters. Look at that, look at that. You can have any of them. I don't care. It's ridiculous. And, again, that thought process is okay with a 14 playoff, with a 12 team playoff, even right now where it stands at seven and seven, right? You move Oklahoma, or you move Alabama and Auburn over to the west, or from the west to the east. So now you're at nine and five. You add Oklahoma and Texas. Now you're at seven and nine. You move Missouri from the east to the west. Now you're at eight and eight. So they may not even have to contend with Alabama or Auburn. Maybe not. We'll see. Maybe Vanderbilt, maybe Tennessee. I don't know how they're going to restructure this. But again, it's going to be much more difficult. That'd be like, could you imagine for one second, I don't know, not taking a job in the SEC when it comes to football? Can you imagine under Bob Bowlesby logic? You'd be much better off being a coach in the Big 12 than being a coach in the SEC. You're going to make more money in the SEC, but you get a much better chance. Of, you're going to try to tell me that the Iowa State job is a better job than the LSU job? Come on. Ridiculous. From that to this, the jump, speaking of the land of Texas, Deshaun Watson looks about ready to be on the move. The talk is Deshaun Watson going to be traded to Miami before the trading deadline. Okay. They're not sold on Tua. I give the Dolphins credit on this. If you're not sold, you don't know what to do. Pull the plug. Go get a big guy. And that's what they're going to do. Deshaun Watson's one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks in the league when he's playing. He's not playing this year. Is this a de facto suspension? It's just a weird situation. He doesn't want to play for the Texans. The Texans aren't going to play him because they don't want to diminish his trade value. It's an ugly situation. Who knows what's going on with all these massage you know, therapist. I I don't know. Who knows what's going on in this? I don't know. And if he's suspended for five or six games along the line here, okay. Was it Dante Stallworth that got in a car wreck and killed somebody and he still played in the NFL? Drinking and driving, right? So, hey, look. Is he going to be in the NFL? Yes. Miami's a city that can swallow this. You get into a big city. Miami is a big city that doesn't have the pressures of New York. It's a big city that doesn't have the pressures of Chicago or Boston. It's a fun city. Miami can look around and go, wait a second here. They're not going to come down on him hard. The local media is not going to pound him. It's not like it's Chicago. It's not like it's New York. It's not like it's Boston. It's not. Okay, let's do this. Not like it's Dallas. Let's do this. This is what I wrote down that I think the trade's going to consist of when it's all said and done. Deshaun Watson's going to end up in Miami. Miami doesn't have a first-round draft pick this year. So I think you're going to see Miami second and Miami's fourth. They're not going to give up their second and third. They're not going to pick to the fourth round. They won't do that. Miami's going to give up their second and fourth this year and their first round draft pick next year. So I think you'll see Miami second and fourth this year and a first round draft pick next year. Go to Houston. Houston will send Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson's damaged goods. And there's talk that Tua is going to be moved to a different team. There's a third team involved. What do I think they're going to get for Tua? Fourth or a fifth. So when it's all said and done, two is going to go somewhere. I don't know where that would be. They said they've got an interest in party. Maybe, maybe Washington. Maybe. Uh, maybe Seattle. May, maybe. If they think Russell Wilson's on his way out, maybe two. You know what I Maybe a situation like that. So when it's all said and done, I think Miami ends up with a fifth for Tua, a second and a third, or second and a fourth 
this year. So a fifth, a second, and a fourth this year, and a first next year. And it may be, look, gang, it may be a second and a fourth this year and a first and a fourth next year. It may end up being something like that. But they're not going to get multiple. Miami doesn't have multiple first-round picks to give up. They don't have a first-round pick this year. So they're going to definitely get a second and a fourth or a second and third this year. I think it'll be a second and a fourth and then a first and a fourth maybe next year. That's what that's what it's going to look like. So I think it's going to get done. And if any big city that Deshaun will fit, it'd be Miami. It will be. It'd be Miami. Something else that I wrote down here, the Eagles have three top 10 picks, or they're going to have three top 10 picks. One of those being from Miami, the Eagles are. If I am the Eagles, you know, they're not sold on Jalen Hurts. I, I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be their quarterback. If I'm the Eagles, I seriously consider right now trading I pick up the phone and call San Francisco and say, what do you want for Jimmy Garoppolo? He's not in their future plans there. He's not. Are they a playoff team? Eh, as we get closer to the trading deadline, seriously, if I were the, the Eagles, I'd pick up the phone and say, we will give you a fourth round pick for Garoppolo. Why? Because you trade a fourth round pick for him. You bring him in for eight or nine games. Maybe he clicks. Maybe it works. If it works, now you don't have to worry about a quarterback. You've got Garoppolo and you can move forward. And then you've got three potential top 11, top 12 picks. And what'd you lose? You give a fourth rounder to get Jimmy Garoppolo? I still think Jimmy Garoppolo's got some legs left in him. I really, really do. This guy's less than two years away from having the lead in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl where he's out playing Patrick Mahomes. He had a bad year last year, got banged up, got hurt this year. They drafted another quarterback to replace him. That's been an ugly situation in San Francisco. He had one bad year. He'll fit somewhere. I would. I'd make that move like that. If I if I were, if I were the Eagles, I'd trade a fourth round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, bring him in. Well, the 49ers won't do that. What, are they going to just let him walk in the offseason? Gonna cut him? Can somebody take the salary? If I were, of the Eagles, I'd take a flyer on him, bring him in for eight, nine games, see what I get out of him. If it works, it clicks. We got some things going here. We head down the stretch. There we go. So there we are on that front. One to wrap with this. The NBA announcing their 75th anniversary team. And I remember the 50th anniversary team. And looking back on it, thinking how cool it was, it's like, oh, man, here's the 50th anniversary team. This is pretty awesome. This is pretty neat. Well, it's been 25 years since the NBA had its 50th anniversary team. So we got 25 more guys to add to the list. Who's been dominating the last 25 years of basketball? And, you know, that first list had your old school guys, your George Mikans, right? Your Bill Russells, your Kareems, your Magics, those guys, right? Jordan, Pippen, Larry Bird, those guys. So think about the last 25 years. And I start going through the list and I start looking at guys. And, oh, gosh, here we go. Just like any other list that comes out, this is wrong. This is ridiculous. This guy doesn't belong. Okay. I'm all right. And I've done this, too, where I said these are my top five stories of the year. That's wrong. This is the top. Okay, what am I taking off? Well, I don't really want you to take anything off. That's not how these things work. People are upset because there's no, make sure I get this right, there's no Vince Carter. There's no Clay Thompson. There is no Paul Gasol. There's no Dwight Howard. There's no Tony Parker. Okay. You don't like that there's no Tony Parker. There's no Paul Gasol. There is no Vince Carter. Oh, okay. Who are we taking off then? Well, I need to know who else, who's all made it. Here are the guys that made it. Kobe, Garnett, Paul Pierce. Taking any of those guys off? Didn't think so. Guys that were still in their prime that didn't make the list, the top 50 first go-round, Reggie Miller wasn't in there. Taking Reggie off? Taking Allen Iverson off, he wasn't in that first list. Wasn't. Think about the last 25 years, the best players you saw the last 25 years. Now, there are some guys, like Chris Paul, taking him off. Now, there's some guys you want to have a debate with, that's fine. Dame Lillard made it. Okay, if, if you don't think Damian Lillard should be in here, 
and Tony Parker should be in here instead of Damian Lillard. I'm okay with that. You want to have that debate? That's fine. But if you're upset that somebody's in the top 75 on this NBA 75 list, I saw a report. Well, Kyrie's not in there. Oh, come on for crying out loud. I like Kyrie, but you're going to take Allen Iverson off for Kyrie. You're going to take Chris Paul off for Kyrie Irving. Vince Carter. Okay. Carmelo Anthony's on there. You're going to take Carmelo, Carmelo off for Vince. Tracy McGrady didn't make it. Okay. Tracy McGrady. You're going to take, who, who are you going to take out? I did see this because I want to make sure I get all these right. Steph Curry made it. Clay Thompson didn't. So Clay's like, well, we're, so look, we're the same. You came to the league a little bit later. Steph's won multiple MVPs. Steph's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. I, Clay, we even went to Twitter and said, I should be on this list. All right, who are we taking off? Going to put Clay in there? Are we going to take off Iverson? Going to take off Pierce? Going to take off Chris Paul? You take off Chris Paul, put in Clay Thompson? You want to do that? Oh, okay. Anthony Davis? Now, look, there's two guys on here that made the top 75 list that I understand. If, if you want to take off Giannis, Giannis was in it. Giannis was on it, and so was Anthony Davis. Dwight Howard didn't make it. I'm okay with Dwight Howard not making it. Dwight Howard had an amazing five-year run. But, uh, again, you want to sit here and say, well, Anthony Davis shouldn't make it. Uh, Tracy McGrady should be in. Okay, look, if you want to play that game, that's fine. I'm okay if you want to take guys out of there. But you just can't give me a list of seven guys that should have made the top 75. You see, sports writers do this all the time. These are the 10 guys that were snubbed by the NBA top 75 list. All right, these 10 guys were snubbed. Who are we taking out? Well, I don't. Give me your suggestions. Who are the 10 guys that got to go? If you're going to add 10, you got to take 10 away. The way I look at lists like the top 10 list, the top 50 this, the top 20 this, I'm okay. if you. It's like March Madness. This, this team should be in. This team should be in. This team should be in. Well, then who are we taking out? You have a field of 109 teams. So, look, I think you can make a case that Vince Carter should be in and Giannis shouldn't because he hasn't played long enough. I'm okay with that. I think you can make a case that Paul Gasol should be in and Dame Lillard shouldn't. He hadn't played long enough. I, I, I'm okay with that. But to sit here and come out, Clay Thompson should be in. Paul Gasol should be in. Tony Parker should be in. Vince Carter should be in. Dwight Howard should be in. Okay, who are we taking out? I just want to complain. There you go. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, harponsports.com. I'm going to launch the new harponsports.com. I think we're looking at November 1st. Looking at November 1st for the new harponsports.com. That's my goal. We've got everything set up, ready to roll. So there we go. That's what we're looking at. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.